You're listening to the Panda Podcast. I would say what do we want to talk about today, but it's a bit... Man, a lot. <laughs> Jeez, man, there's a sh- I don't even know where to start, man. I was just saying to Shemek earlier, you know, like we keep hearing about going on about positivity, but I think being positive about things is kind of denying the reality of what's going on in the world. The, the whole world's just a shitstorm, man. Yeah. Uh, the nonsense I've been seeing, like, it's just... I don't even know where to start, man. Like... Everywhere, it's not even like it's a. Um, it, it's not even like an American thing. It's just worldwide. You've got so much going on at the moment. Mm. You've got it's, it, the pandemic for the first time hasn't been like the be all and end all front end of the news. You've got Hong Kong, you've got the US, and I've even seen a video right now in Tokyo. Tokyo protesting racism right now on their streets, talking about. How the world needs to change. It's oh wow! Everything went against it. Um, there was police brutality against a Kurdish resident in Shibuya. So Shibuya is a downtown district, well not downtown, it's central district in in Tokyo, and mm. that's what people are in the protest right now. Damn. I mean, if we, relate, we can relate it to here with um, the. Belly Majinga case about um, she died from COVID nineteen after being assaulted by the mem- by a member of the public and the police have concluded that well without using the official lingo they basically said there's no foul play and there's nothing conclusive to show that she died as a result of that therefore the case is closed now but, apparently they're saying that um, British Transport Police are saying train stations delete their CCTV footage after like thirty days I'm like. Hmm. You're telling me they delete it after 24 hours when it's something sinister. Do, trust me. Do not have like the infrastructure to keep like saved videos. I guarantee you, right? They've got cameras on barriers and stuff, but they don't have CCTV backed up. Uh, stuff just—it's not even that it doesn't make sense. It's just pure incompetence. Like the things that people should be spending money on, they're not. And you know, you always see those billboards about you know we do not tolerate any threatening behaviour towards staff. And you think, oh, okay, hopefully that's a deterrent. British Transport oh, Police, right? No offense, they are the, they are the. I don't know why British Transport Police exist. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. My like, <laughs> they, they're just useless, absolutely useless. Well, Police they're useless, but they're at like the way they act. The way they, the way they act. Do you think they'd carry, they carry guns? The arrogance yeah. that they do. I mean, I've had, well, we discussed it a couple of episodes back. Yeah, I've exactly. had my dealings with them. And just on on the note of that, just on the basis of that, they do have um, that data information for more than 30 days because they use videos from about three, four months before to identify terror suspects and stuff. So when it's a brown man or woman, maybe that's when it becomes relevant. But if it's a white person assaulting a black person on the tube, uh, we rely on people using their camera phones for that. And apparently that's not admittable evidence either. And the weird thing is, right, the UK has the most CCTV, like, per capita, yeah. per square metre in the world. Like, yeah. everywhere is covered. But when shit like this happens, mysteriously, no, no evidence. Mm. Like, I remember there was a couple years back, right, there was a joke, but it's true. Like, someone's like, 
yeah, my friend got robbed um, and like there's no CCTV. But if I drive in a bus lane, TFL will literally <laughs> zoom in on your number, number plate. plate. Number plate, face, everything. On your insurance badge on the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 they do that as well. Yeah. For me, all I can see is that there's a there's a rebellion going on against like state forces, and uh, it was always going to happen. Yeah, and it's not even like a whole nanny state thing. It's just like complete like overreach by the state. Who you know, the police are there to so called uphold the law, and some of them, a lot of police officers don't even know the law itself. I mean, you're probably better off having law graduates become police officers than actual people who just, you know, go through an academy and then graduate becoming a police officer because a lot of them don't know what the law is. And yeah, even yeah. if they do, they, a lot of them, of course, you know, you've got police officers who just want to make a difference to their community, and then you've got people who just abuse the power. There's that saying, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. So th there needs to be some sort of vetting, like full-on like security clearance vetting for police officers and, or, and stuff like that, because you can't have any random nutcase joining a police force uh, when they've got underlying um, motives and you give them a sense of power. They're going to abuse it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the case of George Floyd, um, the animal that murdered him has got a track record. Uh, yeah. It's been investigated on about 10 different occasions. Um, I believe on four or five of them, he actually shot out a person of colour. Um, and the cases were closed and no, no investigation or charges were raised against him. It's taken 10 incidents for one of them to be recorded worldwide days. and four days just to raise charges against them. And the charges is third-degree murder and manslaughter, and only one of them have been charged when there's four coppers there that were involved in that. That's why people are protesting. That's why people are rioting now, because the system's broken. The system doesn't work. The system was never designed to work for people that aren't white. I'm just going to say it, because that is what it is. Especially in America, like, people are so uncomfortable to talk about. America's always been, like, racialized. Like, people have formed out of slave patrols. So, geez, I mean, I don't know. You make of that as, as you will, right? But every single state has a way of enforcing the law, law of the land on their citizens, right? Through their police force. Let's look at America, this one. that shit is formed through that. So that just tells you enough as it is. The very foundations of America are built on racism. It was built on killing. Exactly. Um, I don't like the term American. It's built on killing the natives of the land yeah. and enslaving them. And where does that yeah. all go back to? British colonialism. Oh, yeah. That's the root cause of everything, man. It's, it, you know what the funny thing is? I remember I saw someone tweeting that, you know, uh, um, you know, thank God we, we live in America, not Britain. And I'm like, you, you for real? Like, Britain is passive aggressive, but mm. it doesn't take away the fact that Britain is aggressive. Mm. In a sense, it's I'd, just that America is more direct. I'd say between the difference between America and here in terms of that issue is the Americans have rights to bear arms, the police force and the public. We don't. That's the only thing that's stopping that escalation. here, And it's not really stopping because what's happening there is going to happen here soon. Because I don't know about you guys, I wake, I've woken up furious every morning and just wanting to 
Mm-hmm. He's angry at it, I, the whole situation. The only thing I can do right now is voice it through Twitter because of what's going on, and I have been. But we do have a right to protest against this. I mean, like I said, the reason I mentioned the belly majinga thing is because that's our issue at the moment. But there's been a number of um, young black men that have been murdered in a similar fashion to George Floyd in this country mm-hmm. over the last 20, 30 years. Obviously, the most prominent one is Stephen Lawrence. And that still to this day, what, 30 years later, still no one's lost, really been properly oh, charged for it. It's the fact that he was murdered by racists. And when his friend called the police, the police then stopped his friend and was accusing his friend, you know, questioning him as if he was a suspect. And that's the whole problem. So my issue with this, right, is that, you know, people like, you know, you know, not all police are bad and stuff like that. The problem is, right, you cannot afford to have any mistakes made in the police force. It's exactly. like it's like in the army, right? A lot of soldiers will say to you, listen, you can make mistakes in other jobs and hold your hand up. If you make a mistake on the, on the battlefield, that's a bullet through your head. You're dead. You can't afford to make mistakes. Hmm. Same with police, right? You cannot say you made a mistake and killed someone when your job there is to, and I quote, serve and protect or police the community. I mean, could you imagine, right, if, you know... Because our, our because American, American, American Army doesn't make mistakes. Exactly. There was the joke that Chris Rock said about, you know, how police are not all bad apples and so on. So you can't... American Airlines can't turn around and say, you know, not all of our, our pilots are bad apples, you know. They all want so, to land the plane. But some, but of, them some of them, you know, mistakes happen. Yeah, yeah, they they might crash plane. Plane. You, you know, it's it's the the pilot didn't try to kill you. It just happened accidentally. You know, mistakes happen. Exactly. No one would accept that. So why are we ex- accepting the fact that state powers are able to just flounce the law that they're there to uphold? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And my opinion is, if if he was really unsure. And there was no proof he shouldn't make the shot. If he made a shot, that, that means he was 100% sure that this person deserved to be shot. And it's like, there's no other explanation of this. If he was it's sure that a person deserved to be shot, then it's it was a bad decision or he was a killer. You know, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, even in those situations, split-second decisions, right? You have to be a good judgment of character to make those decisions, right? But you've got people who are rationally... You're giving them firearms and just telling them to go out there. And in this case, right, there were no firearms even involved in this. That's the worst thing. This wasn't a well. split-second decision. Yeah. This was over the eight course minutes. of 10... Yeah, nine, ten, eight, nine, ten minutes where That's that officer decided... Those officers decided that man was going to die today. Now there's a lot of things going around about that. Those two have a history and stuff like that. That doesn't matter. I don't. I don't care if he's gone and, you know, committed tax fraud or whatever. Like, because that that's essentially what they're saying. It was a bad check. That was the reason why I was getting arrested. I've, I've never seen anyone get. I've never seen a white man get taken away in cuffs for writing a bad check. Let's put it that way. I've, I've, to me, that is on you. I've never heard of anyone being taken away for writing a bad check yeah. like that before. Like, and checks take a while to get cashed anyway. And. Mm. The, the, the stories that are coming around this that are saying that him and that police officer that murdered him, they worked together for 17 years at a restaurant. And the other police officer who's standing guard while it all happened, 
his sister is married to the police officer, something like that. Mm. So that's his brother-in-law. And I'm like, I need to check these stories and see if they're true. But if that is true, then... I think it was sort of lit. It was reported on by CNN and a lot of people that know the guy saying they do know each other. I think that second, that that third degree murder charge has to be upgraded to the very least second degree murder. I think there's, I'm not a lawyer, but to me, that's evidence showing cause, premeditation, and intent to intent to kill, not intent to harm. Exactly. And just going back to the system, the problem with the system, yeah, you get good cops, bad cops, whatever. The problem's not that. The problem is the system's institutionally racist. It always has been. It's always designed to make sure that ethnic minorities can't thrive in it. It makes them, puts them in the most difficult circumstances. When we're in school, they grade you on the basis of, they they grade you on the basis of where you live, what your background is. No, how is that? How, How can you sit there and tell me that we don't live in a racist country. I was, pred- I was predicted a C, C all across the board, Cs and Ds, just because I live in South London. Join a club, man. High five. Oh, Shemek's just moved to the country. Let's just, you know, fail him because, you know. I, I was, as soon as I moved, I was, uh, I was landed in the lowest um, um, maths class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lowest head group. And I lasted like, two weeks in there before my mom like it was like yeah I don't think he deserves to be in this set group like he literally gave him a test as soon as he came and he showed that he can do math <laughs> like move him exactly. up for fuck's sake mom's a little bit like my art teacher he was like when he saw it right because it's like just predicted for a computer at the time it was like Aaron um, can I just talk to you for a second I was like yeah Mr. Arms, what's up it was like don't be alarmed, right? But you're predicted a C here. Um, don't I, be alarmed. Aaron, Aaron, wait. There's lots of career options for black people in this country. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he was like, Aaron, you're one of the top students in this class. Like, I mean, no doubts about this, right? I'm proud of my class. Yeah. I'm an A star for nice. it. I knew that I was going to get an A star. And he was like, don't even bother about this. Like predictive grades are shit. They're honestly nonsense. It's just to be fair. Now, now that I look at it, they were useless. Oh, they were useless. Absolutely yeah, useless. Yeah. That's why I feel sorry for the kids who are graduating this year as well. Yeah, when, when people were telling me everyone's gonna look back at your GCSE grades, I'm like, I don't even remember them at this point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember with ours that scenario got it. All our grades actually got leaked by a teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. who was um, who quickly stepped down for his position actually afterwards because he leaked the whole year group's grades. And our year group was predominantly, I think it was 80% ethnic minority, majority like from Afro-Caribbean background, um, some yeah. Asians thrown in there. And they were all predicted like these E's and U's. No, I had like E's and U's because I lived in Deptford. <laughs> they were saying, <laughs> live in Deptford, Indian. And then below that, it was like, I'm like, fuck me, okay. Well... I mean, that it had the desired effect. The guys that saw that, I'll tell you what, they're all earning a hell of a lot more than me right now. I'm not doing too badly myself, but not to brag, but they're, they're doing really well in life and, you know, they're black. Mm-hmm. So, so don't tell me colour has anything to do with success. It doesn't. The only thing it has to do with in terms of success is how the system works against you. 
You can't yeah. go and I've seen people trending with this all lives matter thing. It's mostly people that are racist, but some people, some I've not having the malicious intent behind it, that I know what they're meaning it's behind it, but I just sort of said to them, like, look, until you have equity in the world, not equality, equity, where everyone's on an equal yeah. footing, it's a level playing field. That hashtag has no relevance, has, doesn't speak any volumes. Until black people stop getting lynched on the streets in America, still stop getting racially profiled here for literally just the color of their skin. Until I can go on a tube without being suspected of trying to bloody, you know, do something to the tube or a plane. But, but shit, that's but not an equal society. That, that's no one saying that all lives don't matter. So people are just saying that we need to pay particular attention to this issue in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, imagine imagine if you had a birthday party, right? And then one of your friends came up and said, it was my birthday two weeks ago. Why aren't we celebrating this? <laughs> oh, so fuck out of here. Can I just give, give you an example? Imagine going on like a run for breast cancer, right? And someone comes up and says, well, what about lung cancer? Sorry, why is Wakanda trending on Twitter? Oh, some dude from Atlanta, man. This is, this is what I mean about people letting the side down. That man should never have been allowed on TV. It was funny. He's getting roasted to hell as well. My American counterparts, right? There's a lot of like weird stuff that goes on in America. And there's, uh, part of me wonders whether some of them believe Wakanda is real. Oh, no, no, no. I, well, I'm going to say, I hope no one's going after Michael B. Jordan then, because if someone believes that's real, he's in trouble. People were like, "Tweet when Black Panther came out." People were tweeting like, "This what Africa would look like if uh, there was no colonialism." I'm like, "Well, wait, actually, vibranium doesn't okay. exist. You know that there is no such." I think the point they were making is, to be honest, most of the world's wealth before Ooh, colonialism was, but most of the world's wealth before colonialism was in Africa and India. Mm. In fact, I think before the before the mo- before the Brits came into India. India was the richest country in the world by by far. And, India had you know, India contributed to twenty percent, I think around twenty percent at least of the world's GDP before the British Empire. After nineteen forty eight, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. India India um, made up five percent of the world's GDP at that point. Yeah, that's straight after independence. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like when you look at those figures, that is insanity. Mm. Yeah. We derail a lot. Sorry for bringing up. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was gonna give an example, saying like, imagine if during Holocaust someone said like Jewish lives matter, and like public went, no, all lives matter. Why are we just saying Jewish lives matter? Well, because they're being slaughtered. Exactly. You know? Honestly, I don't understand why some people choose to deflect it. I don't know whether it's a in a whether they use that as a deflection when they're uncomfortable, you know why? Something, or they genuinely no, believe no, no. that. Because you, know sure. you know why? For the same mm. reason why they were buying the memory sticks with five G shields for three hundred pounds. We're gonna get onto that in a second. Yeah. You, you five G conspiracies. Wait, there, we're coming for you again. Yeah. Like this is probably the third or fourth time we've talked about you. You motherfuckers. Hey, as long as I yeah. keep saying dumb shit, we're going to keep coming for them. It's an easy target, I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. But uh, I've, just... got, I've got a 5G socket deflector. 
You can put it in your socket and that's 5G and here's a USB stick so you can like import the data into your socket. You'll be able to shove five songs onto it basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. When you when you look at the world, you just kind of part of you just thinks how surreal it is. Yeah, you realize you realize like how you're living in this society where so much fuckery goes on and no matter what people try to do to try and make the world better for everyone, you've still got the people who who just collaborate. I call them anchors, not anchors in, in terms of making something stable. Remember what, what I used to call people in second year, Shemek, like people who just used to bring down group work projects. Anchors, innit? They just drag you down. Mm. And a lot of those, they just drag down. Not actually group projects for me. <laughs> I still got PTSD from second year tech project. Two individuals. Yeah. I'm not gonna name your social. Doesn't have to beat them out. Thank you. Ah, oh, I, I I don't even I don't even know where to start. Like, do we start at the homework stolen at the airport, or do we start with like taking a rule and measuring against the computer screen, saying like how what's what ten centimeters in one to one scale? <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 fact is, people like that, they're enemies of progress wherever you are, right? Whether it's in your life or in society. No, 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 there are ways of oxygen. Yeah, they no, are. They should be replaced by trees. Honestly, those people, they're just a waste. They just, they, they, they just make society so degenerate. And you look at the fact that some people are like, oh, why are people rising up in rebellion? People really don't understand history, do they? Like nothing mm. was achieved through so-called peaceful, peaceful protests. People had to everything's built on war. Exactly, there were wars. People didn't fight World War Two. They didn't fight the Nazis and these lunatics afterwards, right? Through words of compassion, people had to go out there and, and literally fight for their lives for the future of society. The suffragettes had to get women's vote in the UK. I actually, literally suicide. And, and direct action but like people throughout history have never ever achieved the means to an end through so-called debate or peaceful resolution there's always had to be some sort of direct action because the people they're fighting against are those who don't want to relinquish any power or equity in terms of that you you've had nations fighting each other for soul survival you've had people had to fight emerging scourges of dictatorships and ethnic cleansing wherever you go so no one can ever tell me that well people should protest peacefully protesting peacefully does nothing well nothing at all you've seen like people saying martin luther king would have stood by this blah 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 was it the famous martin luther king quote is uh writing is the language of the unheard i.e it's a last resort option and you've pushed us they, to that. They fully, they, they, I'm surprised at how people in America <clears> fully twisted <throat> that man because learning about him in GCSE history in the United Kingdom, right? We learned that Martin Luther King and Malcolm X both had direct action. That was their mm-hmm. whole approach. Direct action. Mal- Malcolm X was more of a, listen, if they don't listen, right, and they fight you, you fight back. Make them Martin listen. Luther King yeah. was saying, do it through peaceful means, but have direct action. You hurt them in their pockets. You boycott things. That is how things got done. Mm. And if people, well, nowadays, because we're so 
as a society, we're so immersed in things that are materialistic and stuff like that. People aren't going to really boycott things on, on that level again, really, because we're so connected in, in terms of like just commercial things. That I, I mean, I, I guess, uh, like to put it in other words, physical mm. actions does, does, are not the only way of making direct actions. Exactly. Like people writing poems, making movies and stuff that do take direct action. This is mm. the reason why um, uh, states like North Korea and China um, um, put censorships up because exactly. those things motivate people to action. Like, Mm -hmm. There was always poets, writers who wrote anti-establishment books or uh, yeah. pieces of literature mm. that got censored by the um, ruling state. Mm. Exactly that. Think, so yeah, people, people, people just need to wake up and just see the fact that the, the states as we know it, not the USA, but like states as in ruling governments, Wherever you go, they, they, a lot of them are very dangerous. And I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about anarchy or anything like that. But I feel like people need to understand that the state will not always have your best interests at heart. Yeah, it's about making your voice heard, whether that is through the vote, mm. protest. I mean, they're all different avenues trying to say the same thing. We've had enough. I think it's time. Um, you say it's about waking up, but I think it's more people aware of it. Let's 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 be real here. Yeah, yeah. It's about it's time to stop turning a blind eye to it. Now, you should be going towards your BAME communities in the UK as we revert to and saying, "What can I do to make your voice heard? What can I do to help you?" In other words, white people using your white privilege because it is a thing, whether you like it or not. You don't get discriminated against in the same way that other people do. So it's about how you're going to help those people. How can I help raise these communities so we are we are on it is a truly equality society we're having. It's like looking at the Labour Party or the Democrats in America. If you're really going to talk about ridding racism, investigate the people within your own party, rid it from there first, and then maybe we'll start believing you. What are you going to be doing going into these communities? I don't want to see Keir Starmer going about as a society we're broken, blah, blah, blah. I want to see what you're actually going to be going and doing when you're going into Lucian going to Croydon, places like that. What are you doing for the people there? Because I'm not seeing anything at the moment. The only p politicians yeah. I usually see doing anything about it, it's the same ones that have been doing it for the last 30 years is Dawn Butler, Diane Abbott, Jeremy Corbyn. You've got a new generation coming through starting to do that within the Labour Party, but they're always thrown with a label, a label of socialists, socialists, socialists that. You can throw that label around all you want. It's about trying to build a better society. I don't care about money. I don't care about how much it costs. Exactly. From an economic point of view, from a talking basis of that, if everyone's on the equal footing, starting off with, everyone's going to work harder. Everyone's going to have more motivation right. to make money, and the economy will actually thrive. Exactly. I feel like a lot of political ideologies have just like damaged society because mm. people they they just seem to try and take over and say, "Listen, my ideology is the best." Mm. Without it, you know, everyone else can go to hell, or everyone else can can suffer and this and that and people just need to realize right no one ideology can function in society you need a mixture and you need people to essentially make society work it's about basic human values at the end of the day it's not about political yeah. ideology yeah i mean none of this works unless you've got people from all sides coming together 
Exactly. And stand it against what's not right. Because what we are in an environment, we're in a we're in an environment where the state, even here in the US now, try and suppress the power of the press, the freedom of the press. Mm-hmm. You got people in Minneapolis at the moment, you've got officers shooting rubber bullets at journalists to try and get the way to stop reporting. Here you've got a prime minister gagging press conferences, refusing press follow-up questions for difficult questions, which questions the legitimacy of his government and his advisors. We can't sit here now and going, oh, you know, stop being negative. So there's more positive things. Well, no, this is what's going on in the real world. If you want to keep turning your blind eye to it, go fuck off then and hide in your hole. Don't say anything. Just keep quiet. Yeah, Kevin Peterson, I'm talking to you. Because that's what you've been doing today. Oh, why are the press reporting that we've got the worst death rate in the world? Because we have got the worst death rate in, in, in the world. Because we have got the highest deaths in Europe. That's the cold hard truth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people realise that the better, because the problem is, it's like, when you think about it, it's like our analogy. When you see a problem, you have to identify the problem in order to fix it. If you go around the problem and you don't answer it, What's going to happen is just going to manifest. Mm. And that's that's what you're seeing coming to fruition now. And it happens every sort of, I guess, 50, 10, 15 years. We do have a sort of uprising happening. I, I suppose I'm not saying an uprising to let's go, you know, cause violence. Yeah. Because obviously that isn't the ideal way to do it. But the reason it's understanding why people are doing this now. I'm not saying they're actually wrong for doing it because they've gone unheard for so long. They've gone to the last resort option. What do you do when your siblings aren't listening to you? You end up throwing something at them or hitting them, don't you? This is the equivalent action of that. We're not saying like, hey, start throwing each other your siblings, but I mean, I'm not saying don't do it, but. Shimmick's like they do it. Flashbacks of fucking <laughs> just taking out his problems. <laughs> From my experience, it's usually the younger siblings that do the attacking, and the older ones that end up getting the receiving end of it. <laughs> Am I right, Shemek? I'm, I'm just reminding myself of us throwing shit at each other in uh, Deacon House. Yeah, People don't need to know about that. We're mature adults now. <laughs> It's not like we're firing Nerf guns at each other and pretending we were in Baghdad, turning off the lights and barricading over tables. Laser pointers. Laser pointers. Oh my god! It's like when we invited Collins and we like waited outside the door for him to enter. That was that's what you call a baptism of fire. <laughs> that, that was, that was <laughs> like, he entered, just had my my uh, my gun, just go. Oh. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, allow it! Allow it! Allow it, bro! <laughs> oh, the facts remain, innit? Like, yeah. if you the the Jamaican saying, right? If you don't hear, you'll feel. Basically, if people don't listen, they'll face consequences, and that's it, more or less. All we say to America is: be true to what you said on paper. <laughs> I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country. Maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. 
Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. So just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. to live a long life longevity has its place but I'm not concerned about that now I just want to do God's will and he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land I may not get there with you but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Hope you've enjoyed listening to today's version and edition of Panda Podcast. Um, Just a reminder to follow us on Spotify and subscribe uh, so you can receive updates of when we're posting podcasts. Uh, We're also going to be available on iTunes, so keep an eye out for updates for that. Uh, To receive those updates, we also now have a Twitter page. Follow us at Panda Podcast UK One. That's at Panda Podcast UK One. And drop us a follow on there and send us an at or a DM if you've got any questions or topics you want us to cover. See you next time. Bye. Have a great time.